Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 56. I have a very, very, very special guest, Chewy from Brometa Tasso. And right now, we are in his favorite brewery called Dry Rivers. What's up, Chewy? What's up, Mega Man? How's it going, man? <laughs> Good, man. It's like, this is my first time here at Dry Rivers and the beers are good. Isn't this fucking place amazing? I love it. This is this is my this is what, my French. Yeah, well, you can cuss. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole bunch of beers right now, but uh, I love this place. It's amazing. It's I love it. The beer is good. We met the owner. Well, I mean, I'm gonna get him on my podcast now. He's yeah. super cool. And something with now, like with the vibe and everything, is just perfect. I love it. And then Cheech and Chong is with us. Cheech and Chong. Oh shit. <laughs> Right now we're at Dry Rivers and we're we're at a what like one of the barrels like this bunch- is the uh, the barrel aging room. Uh, sours uh, have to be uh, um, barrel aged. Yeah, they have to be uh, aged. Uh, uh, we're right behind uh, two of the barrels, which are Cheech and Chong, which is uh, amazing. Uh, every barrel has its name. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got some incredible. Uh, Huge uh, casks here that almost look like the hobbits live in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, for like Frodo Baggins is going to come out any minute now. I want to take one home. <laughs> I mean, just by looking at it, it's like, can this... Oh, my gosh. This is like, this is a very good spot. And it's right across the street by, by a indie brewery company. And uh, this is, this is, this yeah, is this your is home. Literally a, a, a hundred yards away from uh, Indy and... And this has been my home away from home uh, to uh, like uh, draw my penas or uh, to talk about anything that's going on in the neighborhood, in my life. I would always come here. So this is like my, my safety place. Your safety, safety place. My safety, safety this place. This is good. You like, you drink beer, you talk shit, and you go back to work. Exactly. That's good. Clear it all up and go back to work. And this uh, is... Even the smell around here is like... I was telling your boy that. It's like, what's up with the smell? Is this that smell like we were talking earlier that once you have a smell, it messes up your mind. Like, what the fuck is all this? And now I'm like, now the the smell is forever in my... I just can't get enough of it. It's just... I don't know. Right? It's something. It's like when you uh, taste a, a coffee that just closes your mind and you're like, I thought I knew coffee and all of a sudden... Um, um, I'm on a tangent. It's the same with here. I mean, you go to breweries and and you get the smell of uh, of the grains being brewed. And it goes, but you come into a, a sour beer yeah. place and you're smelling like flowers. You're smelling pine. You're smelling some weird ass shit that your mind can't even uh, uh, put in place. Mm-hmm. It's, to me, it's uh, it's home. I know. I mean, this is something where it's like if this, this, I don't know. I can't, I don't know how to say, but this, this is one of my favorite beers. I mean, this is, this is like one of the whole, it's like one of the divey brewery beers and breweries and I love it. It's, you know, the reason why it's not, it's not big and it's not like I hope we'll have a whole bunch of people. No, it's just one of those mom and pop beers. Yeah. That's what I love when there's like less people, but the beers are good and you're like, who the fuck's this? Go, go, go over there at any brewery. It's like a, a hidden gem and that you don't want to tell people about exactly. you want to keep it all to I didn't want to post this up on my Instagram. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be my, this is be my top secret brewery. I don't want to put this on the pod. This would be the bonus top secret. That's why I didn't want to talk about it, but damn, we're here. I know we're here. The, the, the sours, beers, I had a flight. Um, they're, the, I really drink that much sours, but the sours are really delicious, you know? And it's salute, crazy. man. It's crazy salute. Yeah. I'm drinking a Morena, which is a... Oh, wow. That pineapple is strong, dude. Right? Yeah, axia, sour. Axia, uh, the name of it is actually uh, pineapple in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what that means. That's why it's... Uh, wow. That pineapple is very sour in the beginning, but tastes good in the end. Because uh, pineapples are like that. 
They're a little pungent, but they also have some sweetness. They have some natural sugars in it. I'm surprised you haven't done a collab with them. Have you done a collab with drivers? We've, we've done three collabs with them okay. already. Uh, the first uh, two col collabs were called uh, Etoyok, which uh, if you look in the mirror, the word Etoyok, it's coyote spelled backwards. Okay. So because basically we took a lot of ingredients from uh, from Mexico. Well, all of the ingredients came from Mexico. Yeah. So we kind of like transported. Uh, we're transporting you back to Mexico. Gotcha. So that's why the coyote reference. Mm -hmm. We're transporting you back to Mexico without you actually having to leave the country. Yeah. So um, the reason why I got you on is because you're just getting your your love out there from the podcasts from other people's podcasts on social media i mean i heard you heard you on uh felipe esparza uh martin with yo-yo podcast with martina hooter and talk about permita tasa permita tasa and you were in the new look we're in the new location now it's on anderson avenue your old location was over there by the manachi um the manachi plaza on first street yeah, yeah. we were there for three years <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, like I talked to you about, uh, we lost the lease there even though we had a, a two-year extension. Um, but I'm not hung up on what could have been. I'm hung, uh, I, I just go forward. I move forward. That's good. That's good because you're right here. And like you have the art district. You have uh, uh, Boyle Heights. You're just right here in the middle. We're uh, basically, uh, we're infantry men. Or, uh, people are talking about gentrification, all that, uh, and and to me that that word gentrification is just bullshit. It's it's a word to get people riled up and, and fighting. It's it's changed, plain and simple. It's changed, and it's how you adapt to it. And mm -hmm. uh, if you go down to Mexico as often as I do, uh, they're aware of it. Mm -hmm. uh, La conquista and all that shit that happened five years, five hundred years ago. Yeah. Uh, Mexico's all over it. And it goes because if you talk to them about it, they're like, and I go move forward, and that's what uh, this is all about. It's about moving forward. Mm -hmm. It goes changes are gonna come, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like Sam Cooke used to say, you know, a change is gonna come, mm -hmm. and, and it is. A change is gonna come whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. But it's how you adapt to it. Yeah. And how you use that change to better yourself. Yeah. How did you start getting to the to the coffee business? Uh, I was a tea drinker. To, to tell you the truth, I was really uh, uh, in my childhood. I, I never liked uh, coffee, and I think it's it's mostly because of instant coffee. Yeah. Uh, that's what everybody was used to in, in Mexico, and and I never really uh, cared for it. Mm -hmm. uh, probably because uh, instant coffee uses the lowest uh, possible uh, quality of coffee. Uh, not only that, but it goes through a chemical process. Mm -hmm. and, and I think uh, uh, naturally, I just don't like uh, uh, chemicals in my food. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, never, I never acquired a taste for the coffee that was being presented to me until... Uh, a barista named Nicely, which uh, the owner of uh, Minotti's uh, Coffee and in Venice now they're on um, Sunset and they're about to open up a new coffee shop in, yeah. in Culver City Monday. He's the one that got me exposed to coffee and changed my uh, perspective about uh, coffee and it's, I just took off with it. I mean, I've been in the food and, and beverage industry for about 17 years and I'm all about taste. So whatever tastes good to me, and whatever opens up my world to other tastes, mm -hmm. I'm all for it. And nicely did that for me with uh, with coffee, and it's it's been a a passion uh, ever since. With the tastes and stuff, you want that taste to be like forever, like stuck in, like your your tongue. Be like, ah, I want that taste back. You know, like forever. Well, it, it is. I mean. Uh, different tastes uh, your palate will pick up on it yeah and your palate will evolve so once you have something that's totally different from anything you had even though you're familiar with that product uh, it totally changes the psyche and your taste buds forever I mean you can't go back it's impossible to go back eventually you lose your taste buds yeah. when you get older 
But as far as for you going back on flavors, you can't. It's impossible for it. Yeah. It's impossible. Dang, man. So, work, being in the coffee business, you know different types of coffee beans. What's, what's I mean, how many coffee beans are there? I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of varieties. Uh, most great coffee beans or most premium coffee beans come from the, the Tipica family. Uh, Bourbons, uh, Keturas. Geishas now, Bloom uh, Hidalgo from Oaxaca. So you get a, a lot of different uh, varieties uh -huh. know, of coffees that are that are out there, different processes, different fermentation processes. But in the end, no matter what story you tell me, I'm all about taste. And I'll go on, on my palate uh, without a doubt. I'll rely on my palate uh, till, I, till I die. Uh-huh. There's like, there's like a, when you were, were talking earlier, like there's like in Japan and stuff, there's certain kind of beans like that's like well-known beans where it's like, oh shit. You know? Oh, the Japanese are really aggressive as far as uh, coffee. They've actually cornered the market with the higher end uh, uh, coffee beans. Yes. It happened with uh, Blue Mountain Coffee in Jamaica where now they consume about 90% of that, of the Blue Mountain. It happened in Kona with Hawaii and now they buy like 90% of that product. So most of the Kona coffees now are, are a blend or a mix. Oh, and Hawaii they make coffee over that Kona? Oh yeah, Kona oh. in the big island of Hawaii. And now I found out that uh, Maui has uh, certain uh, coffee farms. Kauai has uh, one coffee farm. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's it to me it's it's still. Uh, pretty amazing how uh, one person made such a huge impact in my life that now it's opened up a whole different world and you get your you get your coffee beans like every week every two weeks going back to going yeah, back to I, the US and Mexico it, it depends on uh, and how much I, I go through but yeah at least uh, uh, twice a month sometimes three or four times a month I'll get a, a different shipments different beans um, I'm uh, uh, super proponent of, of change and I don't like to be static so I'm, I'm always changing my beans and I know people are like stuck on the like oh I like that and why don't you serve that all the time and I can't do that it's not part of my nature I'm, it, I'm always changing it's like the same thing you like you like coffee beans but it's like crackers but you got to rotate your beers and you rotate your your coffee absolutely I get it yeah and, yeah and I try to rotate them uh, uh, at least weekly and people are like, why, why don't you have this one? I'm like, well, because I have this one now. And <laughs> I want you to taste this one. And yeah. then they taste the new one and they're like, wow, what the hell? What er, the hell's going on I here? I forgot to say earlier, in Long Beach, we have craft beers who drink craft beers in Long Beach. And they like their beers and their coffees are always rotated. And that, that's a coincidence. Now it makes sense now. You know, you don't want to get the same old, same old, same old, and then be like a robot. Like, can I get this? Can right, I get exactly. this? You want something different? I mean, like, if, you want, if you want something to taste the same, uh, like the burnt flavors of of the Mermaid Company, I mean, more power to you. Like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like the same flavor. I don't. I don't like stuff that doesn't uh, excite my taste buds. Like when uh, you made that that coffee with the lavender. Exactly. Oh my god. Like my girl love is like, I want to go back to, after I have the baby. Shouts to Cynthia, like we gotta go back to Fermentatasa. Like I want the lavender, I want that, I want that, I want the empanadas. It's like whatever you want, yeah. I'll pay. Mega Man's paying. I don't care. FYI, Mega Man's uh, having a baby. His, his wife's pregnant, and yeah. for you ladies that are pregnant, it's allowed for you to have one cup of coffee a day. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, yeah, that is. I mean, yeah. because my girl's like, I don't know if I should have coffee because you know, because the whole thing, the the whole conspiracy, like. Check with your doctor, but yeah, you're yeah. allowed to have one, one cup of coffee throughout the day. I mean, break it up. You don't have to drink it all, all at once. Can it be like decaf, or can it be like has to be regular, or? Well, people, when people ask me about decaf, and they they some some of them get pissed off that I don't have decaf. But really? I'm like, in all my trips to coffee farms, I've never found a decaf tree. Yeah. yeah. So that's my explanation. Why don't you have decaf? And I'm like, because I've never found a decaf tree. 
And, and there's ways to do it naturally, where you naturally decaffeinate coffee. Otherwise, most decaffeinated coffees, you're going through a chemical process. And I'm really good at chemistry. I love chemistry, but I don't like chemistry in my food. Well, yeah, I don't want no chemicals. You know, I know this is another conspiracy, but I don't shop at Food for Less or a lot of low-income places because they've been finding a lot of food that has Roundup. As in cereal and this, you know, like they just, whatever they can to start decreasing populations because it's overpopulated right now. So what do they do? What do people go? Low-income markets to save bucks here and there. Well, Monsanto just got slapped with a big old lawsuit because of the Roundup, so... Oh, you heard, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Because they found Roundup. It says in the box, this thing has Roundup. In the Fruit Loops, Cheerios, Lucky Charms, and like all that. So it's like, to me, it's like, I don't want that. I don't want none of that stuff. The more you know. Conspiracies and stuff. I'm a conspiracy guy. I believe in like chemtrails and all that stuff. That's how my brother did. We took a uh, picture. Me and my girl took a picture right. of how it came across to us, and it's like that looks like a crimp, crimp trail. If we see planes and they're doing smokes, and they say that uh, when you have higher people, they tell them evacuate, go down the tunnels, wait till the chemtrail is done, then you come back up. So we suck the air. Uh, I think we're gonna end up being mole people at the end of this. Fuck this, man. <laughs> no, man, I can't. I can't. Well, supposedly uh, aluminum uh, makes you subversive. So uh, that and uh, uh, the zombie tube, which is TV, you watch too much of that shit. That uh, neutralizes your brain too. What about the 4G? You see the the conspiracies 5G, on those? Five no? G, yes. Five G. Where it's actually a, a military uh, uh, program to track you uh, wherever you go, whatever you say. Uh, so I still have three G on my. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, I just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll edit that we're out. Going, we're going back to analog. We're going back to tin foil. <laughs> We'll go, we'll, go, we'll go back to reality and stuff. We don't want to go back to conspiracies. We don't know if Trump's hearing. <laughs> but fuck it. Um, I want... Um, the reason why I wanted... The reason why I wanted you on... Because I want my podcast listeners to know... What are good coffee places? Because in Long Beach you have little alliances here and there. But uh, for some reason when... Um, Sergio... South of Sergio from the dude from LA Podcast invited me on to his podcast we had your coffee and you're giving us samples i loved it it just like whoa this is different different from long beach beers i'm sorry to say but it's just, it's different and i seen that when you made the coffee you you did it with passion like you're mixing it you did it's like it's you're like you're happy of like mixing stuff up you know well um just like just like food, uh, coffee is a living organism, whether you, you cook it or, or not. And it's the, uh, the energy that you put into anything, a beer, uh, a plate, a hamburger, uh, coffee, uh, whatever it is. It's the energy that you put into it. That's what people are, are, are reacting to. It's not only the flavors. But the energy that goes into uh, any, any food and beverage. Yeah. And uh, I want all my audience to know when I pick my guesses, I have pick them. Not because is this something in my heart I feel like they're going to go places. I feel like I already know down the road with Bermetatas, I already know you're going to go you're going to go through big and better things. Like you're going to succeed. I mean... Who knows if, like, I can go back and, and if your coffee business gets bigger, I'm like, hey, I remember I had Chewy on the podcast, you know, when you get big. But I, to me, I always like, you never know. Yeah, you never know what the future holds. To me, it's never been about uh, getting bigger or, or blowing up. Um, to me, it's about being true to who you are and, uh, and uh, what you stand for. And yeah, I put a lot of passion in, into. Uh, coffee, but then I put a lot of passion into my life. Yeah. Um, in everything I do. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'll come off as angry, but it's not anger. It's passion. It's um, I I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this. I I love uh, coffee. I love uh, uh, food and beverage. I've been in the industry for like 17 years now, and and coffee is just like 
a part of who I am. And if yeah. you go back to where I was born, Talpa de Yonde, Jalisco, it's a coffee growing region. We also have guayabas, and also uh, uh, chicle, which is uh, uh, Nahuatl for chicle, chewing gum. Yes. Um, that stuff is it's it's made in in my town. It comes from trees. Gum comes from trees, so um, it's it's something that's uh, that's in my DNA that that I hadn't tapped into until nicely from Minotis just opened up that uh, that can of worms for me, and it's uh, it's it's been a passion ever ever since he he did that. And I'm eternally grateful. Yeah. When we went to, me and my girl, I took my girl to see you for the first time. You know, um, I I was nabbing on it. I said, come on, let's get up. It's like, why? Uh, we're going to East L.A. Uh, why? Uh, we're going to Manitasa. No, I want to stay in bed. Let's go get coffee at McDonald's. Like, no, fuck that. Sorry for my language. But fuck that. I want to go to Permanitasa. Why? It's like, just shut up and get ready. <laughs> shut up. I'm getting fucking pregnant. You gotta try his coffee and his empanadas. Oh, okay. And we did. And when we came in, before we came in, she felt like a good vibe, which we were talking earlier. Like, I felt like a good vibe here with him. And everything's like, yeah, that's what I was telling you. You know, and look how we, when I tell her, get your, get your, get your Instagram stories ready. Because when you see Chewy make that coffee, he does it with passion. He's like, yeah, right. It's like, look, I'm like, Oh shit! He was like big, like like that. Like, what do you want on it? What do you want? You want lavender? You want this? You want that? And she was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. It's like, I love it. You know? I was like, shit. You know? And the she tried the empanadas, and I was telling you, it's like, uh, why are you pouring so much tapatio on an empanada? You might as well have a wet empanada for that. You know? She put she likes tapatio. Yeah, she was having it. We're eating it. We're had your coffee we had i had like an iced coffee and and she loved it and when we were like we told you like man we're good we're like we're looking for some good mexican places and you recommend yaya and we're like yeah yes oh my god it was the best the best yeah yes uh i mean they were literally right down the uh the block from from my old uh, coffee shop so whenever i wanted something homely uh, like my mom would make, you know, I would get their, their chilaquiles and their, or their caldo. That's what she had, the and chilaquiles. Then, and then, uh, you know, they make their tortillas hechas a mano right there. Oh, they're ho- we had it? Homemade? Yeah, their salsa is uh, her attitude. And she's really uh, playful. That, that, that place is amazing. I'm really surprised that, um, that people are not so... A lot of people are not aware of, of this little tiny place in Boa Heights. Uh, but if you get a chance, definitely pay her a visit. Don't tell her I sent you because she'll probably charge you twice if you mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> we went there and we're looking at the, the, it was two women like, dude, they're hustling. Yeah. Beast. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I'm like, whoa, whoa, making cook like that. We came up with a big, I had like a steak, rice and beans, homemade tortillas. And we're like, I taste the TT, and I was like, huh, I guess it was good. Right? It, it felt was, like you're in your mom's uh, uh, kitchen yeah. having a, a desayuno, a breakfast. It was so delicious, and now we we're like, we gotta come back here again. And this is not the only, this is not the first time we've been to East Los. We've been to other East LA. We did podcasts with Shouts to No Father, No Problem. There's other little mom and pop places that you guys have, and we go in East LA has bomb food. There's there's mom and pop places everywhere, and um, if you get a chance, support mom and pop uh, places because those are actually the ones that are giving more back to the community than these uh, 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 corporations that you think are giving back to people because once in a while they'll throw you a bone and maybe throw an event. But in reality, come on, you're not you're not supporting the community by supporting corporations. Yeah, I always um, Portland, I always, Oregon. No, nah. you know, they're they're really good proponents about uh, invigorating uh, mom and pop places and keeping everything local because corporations are good in a sense because they employ people and cool for that. But 
they're not making a huge impact in, in the community you live in. If you want to make an impact in the community you live in, support mom and pop places. That's what I do because, you know, we see everything is regentrified and we just have to speed up the process where we have to adapt. But to me, I'm always going to be that 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 person's going to support mom and pop businesses like with your coffee place or that or or their or their restaurant or clothing or this brewery right here i mean i don't want anything corporate because it's not the same i really don't and And i feel like everything is when you have everything regentrified what's going to happen all the the rent all the bills everything's going to rise up and the people who are living there they're going to be moving out to places where they don't want to live i see that a lot and when we first uh took over the coffee shop on first street a lot of the uh old uh, residents in the area even though they wouldn't buy coffee from me for some reason they would stop by and tell me these are the problems we were having because we're getting realtors calling us all the time left and right uh, and i'm like I, and i saw what happened in highland park and the thing that happened oh, in highland yeah. park because my cousins lived there my aunt my uncle had a house there and as soon as prices started going up because of the area how it was in the past and if you remember highland park 20 years ago i mean dude you wouldn't want to be out there uh, late at night it was bad you know you were going to get shook and um, so when prices started going up of course the first reaction of people that live there is to sell and get the hell out of there uh, and that's the same thing that happened uh, here in Boar uh, Heights and people were coming up to me and going, hey, this is happening. I go, number one solution, don't sell your fucking house. Excuse my French. I goes, but if you don't want change, and I go, don't sell. And you already own your house. Most of the people in, in Boar Heights, they've been here over 30 years. In 30 years, you own a house. You own it because of... of the way the mortgage system set up yeah. so just don't sell your house no matter how uh, enticing the offer seems because if you don't want your neighborhood to change don't sell your property property owners control what happens and trust me because I got kicked out because of our landlord you know we, we didn't own the building we, we were at and they want higher rents and although we we had built up that business and was making a change uh, or making a difference in, in the neighborhood, they didn't care. They didn't care about uh, whether or not you were making a difference. They goes, they just wanted more money. And that's bottom line. Landlords, they just want more money. So it's not about people that are coming in because you're always gonna pursue the cheapest rent, no matter what ethnicity you're from. You're, you'd be stupid to go look for higher rents instead of cheaper rents so yeah it's it's a it's a product of change not gentrification uh, gentrification is just a word that uh, that people use to cause infighting between groups but if you really look at it it's change but it's up to you to decide whether that change is going to affect your community or not for us it, it changed dramatically in Long Beach because all the the stuff from Long Beach is not there no more. Like VIP Records with Snoop Dogg, it's not there no more. It's the 7-Eleven. There's a lot of areas that are changing. You know, I don't know if you heard, but I think next year they're going to try to move the Anaheim Angels to Long Beach. So what they're doing is uh, if they move there, they're going to cost the tax up, uh, you know, up. There's Disney. Uh, the owners of Angels are buying a lot of uh, apartments down. So they're, that's why the reason why Mega Man is coming to LA because there's no restaurants, there's no food to go eat in Long Beach. So I have to travel to go to a nice restaurant, to a good taco place. We don't have that no more. It's 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 sad. It's sad. Uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I had a uncle that lived in, in Long Beach, and we would visit him from downtown LA to downtown Long Beach. And trust me, back then when we were visiting my uncle. You wouldn't want to be out there in, at, at night either. And now it's safe now because now the only thing is now they're making they're trying to get all the homeless out. We're having a big deal with homeless people. They're just shipping them here to California from other states. They don't want them, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's a huge problem all around. I I lived 
I live with it, uh, the homelessness and Skid Row, uh, since I was a kid because I grew up here in downtown. And downtown for us growing up was like our playground. But until the sun went down, you know. It's a different story. Sun, when the sun went down, my parents wanted us in the house no matter what. Oh, yeah. So no matter where we were at, throughout the day, even though we lived in the projects, uh, and I couldn't... I couldn't conceive myself just living in the projects and staying there. Uh, yeah. Luckily, my dad took us all around the city, all around Southern California, so I knew what was out there. So uh, my mentality was to explore, mm -hmm. you know, and explore everything that was around us. And, yeah. and to me, downtown LA was really close to our home. So I we explored downtown. My brothers explored downtown, and we knew every single little square inch of downtown LA. Mm -hmm. I used From to live. Rivera Street. Oh all the yeah. Way to, uh, to Transamerica, which was on the outskirts of downtown. Yeah, I used to live in uh, the city of Wilmington. Not hood. Wilmas, Mar Martin, Wilmas, Ghost Town. <laughs> yeah, that's that that <laughs> you wrote some balls on that because I seen a lot of stuff when I was little back in the eighties. In the early 90s and my dad was like that's it we got to get out and we moved to the next city over which is Carson which is Samoa City yeah. then but when we tell we go back there it's still the same it doesn't change you know no gentrification a lot of OG's and they still say hey what are you doing here in Wilmington well, I used to live over here and OG's and OG gangsters they'll call you out it's like what part what this they ask a lot of questions they want to make sure you're not lying but when I tell them, like, oh, I live on this, 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 and it's like, oh, okay, Holmes. Like, shit. Yeah. That's, it's, it's 100% true because even though I grew up in the projects here in, a, in a Dogtown, the original Dogtown, no, Venice and your surfboards, that's not Dogtown. <laughs> the original Dogtown is a housing project called William Mead Homes uh, near Chinatown. Um, it, it was just a, a crazy living there. I mean, we had shootings, stabbings, almost every every single day. Mm -hmm. I mean, bullets flying through our through our windows, and we're watching TV, you know, sitting down on the floor. Uh, we lived through some crazy ass times, especially when a, a crack got uh, introduced by the CIA. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean, the reason why I think like when the crack was invented by the CIA was to break the Black Panthers, the Chicano, like all the activists were trying to start a revolution and they didn't want to have the United States into a civil war. So they break them up into Siberia, LA and stuff, whereas now you see crack in only in black communities, Mexican communities and all that. So yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, like uh, gangs, like uh, white fans, white fans was a church. Yeah. And they had a white fence around the church. And that's how that name came about. But that's because they were protecting that church, that community. Uh, but uh, politics, you know, got involved. And now you're, you're, uh, you're pinning one neighborhood against another neighborhood. And now you're battling for the same neighborhood. Yeah. Even though you're just a, a street down. Those are created by, by the government. Mm -hmm. uh, from from groups that were protecting the neighborhood to gangs, mm -hmm. uh, but that's exactly what they want. They want us to fucking kill each other, go against each other, so they can control everything. It's crazy. What did you grow up at? I was, I was, I was going to tell you that. Uh, I grew up here on, uh, like I said, William Mead Homes, which is on Main Street uh, near uh, downtown. Uh, now there's a, a brewery, literally a, a block away from where I grew up, when there was nothing there but industrial uh, um, uh, warehouses and uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. Now there's a brewery. Uh, Nick Steiner has always been around uh, since I can remember, and it's one of my favorite uh, breakfast spots. Uh, not, not only is it nostalgic because I literally lived one block away from there, but they have probably the best ham and eggs in town. Ham and eggs. Ham and eggs. And the tomato preserves. And the salsita. Oh my goodness. I remember when uh, Tavo used to uh, uh, work there. And uh, I think he actually created the salsa that's now being... They even sell it by, 
in jars now. But um, that place is amazing. It's still a little diner, cash only. Uh, the place is amazing. But um, we grew up idolizing that place. It's like, oh, when I grow up, I want to go there. And now it's like, you know, one of my favorite uh, breakfast spots to go to. And it's literally one block away from where I grew up. You check it out because my girl's looking for some good breakfast places. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I don't care. I'll, I'll check it out. I, li- I love breakfast. I mean, I can have breakfast every well, fucking day. I didn't day. steer you wrong with a yeah, yeah, so you got to follow me on this one. I'll bro. follow you. <laughs> Wait, what, whatever Chewy says, I go. Whatever coffee he goes, whatever, whatever brew he goes, with drivers, I go. I listen. I listen to my heart. I listen to Chewy. If he says that, hey, you got to go, it's like, yeah. But uh, I, the only thing I love when you tell me that, and when I take to my girl, my take my girl places, I just say, I just want to look at my girl's eyes. It's like, this is good. See, don't, 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 don't think <laughs> don't me. me. Don't they think Chewy? Think Chewy. He knows. You know, Chewy knows. You know. Oh, no, I, just, I just try to uh, spread the love. I love this city. Uh, even though I was born in, in Jalisco, I was raised in in Los Angeles, and I'm really a, an Angelino at heart. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you can't take that away from me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like this is. Like, even though I was born in Long Beach, lived in Wilmington, Carson, and when my mom and dad split up, I lived in Northern California, I still, my heart's still in Southern California, no matter what. I can live in both, like, NorCal and SoCal, but, like, SoCal will always be in my heart, no matter what. Yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's, I mean, LA has become part of my DNA, and the, the thing that I love about Alley the most it's his diversity I mean there's so many little pockets of of neighborhoods with different ethnicities and I was recently told that uh, I think there's over 154 languages spoken in the uh, county of Los Angeles oh yeah I mean that's 154 possibilities of you trying food and, and it all goes back to food for me food and beverage oh that's and the one thing that's a pet peeve for Chewy food <laughs> He loves Korean food. <laughs> I love Korean food. Well, that's, uh, I mean, I, I go to Mexico so often that I, I don't miss the, the Mexican food here in L.A., but when I am away from L.A., what I do crave, and almost the first thing that I, that I uh, eat when I come back from, from a trip is... Korean food. Korean food. See, Chewy knows what's up after the Mexican World Cup, dude. <laughs> Mexico won because the Korea beat Germany, dude. That's why. That's why I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Korea won, beat Germany and had Mexico advance into the to the playoff to the advance to the next round. Yep, exactly. That's but, how it is. I mean, I just uh, ever since I first tried a uh, Korean food, uh, it blew my mind, and I felt. Uh, kind of like a, a connection to what we do in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a, a large uh, contingency of, of Koreans here in LA and I, I believe it's uh, outside of Korea, it's the largest uh, population uh, of Koreans outside of, uh, of Korea. Oh yeah. So uh, it makes sense and especially with all the produce and everything that California has available for a Korean food uh, to shine. And, and to me, it's like uh, one of the things that I love most about uh, about LA. I love the Thai food here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chinese, uh, Japanese. I mean, everything's here. Armenian, uh, Persian, Middle Eastern. Like Indian food? Indian, Indian food. Uh, there's a little bit of everything here. I mean, if you uh, just get out of your area and explore, I mean, don't be afraid to explore. Yeah, I love uh, I love uh, like, uh, Cuban food. Yeah, Cuban food is like that's a demon right there. Cause you get fat quick. That's some delicious food, man. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, my ex uh, mother-in-law uh, used to cook some mean Cuban food. Because you know she was a she had a, a Cuban partner, even though she was Salvadorian, and she would cook some meat Salvadorian food. Another community that's that's prevalent here in, in Los Angeles, Guatemala, and, uh, 
and, and so many regions of Mexico are here, Oaxaca, and, and it's, it's just amazing. LA is, is amazing if you really think about it. There's so many uh, different ethnicities that are living together, whether you want it or not. We're yeah. all living together. Yeah. And we're all surviving, and we're all striving, and we're all moving forward. And it's not gentrification, it's change. That's, that's, that's something pretty deep, you know. We're just going to live with it, and we're going to adapt, and it's going to make this community, all the small businesses get together, and it's going to be all as one, you know. We're going to help each other out. Latinos have, have always acclimated, uh, and they've always made the best of, of the situation. And that's, I don't think that's going to change. It's in our DNA to make the best of a situation. We, we, uh, know, we don't give we, up. We don't give up. We don't give up. But the thing is, we got to help each other. we got to lift each other up instead of grabbing each other down like it's been our, our propensity to do. Is as soon as someone's coming up, you want to drag them down like a bucket of crabs. We've got to get over that shit. Yeah, that's just something where it's We've like got to lift each other up and fucking push each other up because all... All the other process, all the other races, they're helping each other. Yeah. We're the only ones that fucking bring each other down. And that shit's got to change. I saw, that's a good point because when you talked about we all should never like be like that, we all should help each other out. And that's one of the reasons why we talked earlier where the reason I wanted to bring you on because it's like I wanted to have you on and push your business, Bermeditasa, and me being Hispanic, even though I'm Hispanic, I don't know how to speak Spanish. I want to learn my culture. I want to learn how to speak Spanish. I want to give out to the community of uh, getting the name out there, Bermuda Tassa, Chewy, you know, and everything. And that's maybe that's my calling to do the podcast to help each other, help 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 Rasa, you know, help small businesses get to where we're at, you know. Instead of us like being like a lion, like you know, like you know, alliances here and there, we all should be formed as one to help each other out. And you know? just for the record, I don't like the word Hispanic because I'm not Hispanic. I'm her panic. I'm everybody's panic. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all as one. I don't want to fucking just be in anyone else. I want to spread some shit up. Yeah. You want to make you want to make your presence known in in LA. Well, I mean, I think it's it's time for us to shine and, and come up with all this shit we've always had. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I think it's our time now. You see, we see what you see on TV, celebrities, TV shows. Like we're we're, we're there. No matter how how they portray us or or what they they want the general public to believe, we gotta rise above that shit. Yeah, we're rise way up. better. We're way better. It's like we're not no we're not blood and blood out. We're way better. We're above blood and blood out. You know, I just don't want people to see us like that. Like oh, they're just one dimensional. Well, I mean that's that's the media and that's. Uh, the power that media has is they, they want to uh, put us in a little box and we don't belong in boxes only mm-hmm. when we're dead mm-hmm. you heard that uh, I don't know if you watch Netflix but there was a rise of this movie of sorry this... I, I hardly watch TV oh you don't watch Netflix I don't watch anything sorry there was a, a, a Hispanic show called All in the Family and they try to hashtag try to say all to all you Hispanics try to save this this uh, TV show on on Netflix. All, all you Mexicans and Hispanics should rise up and save the show. And that's from Netflix. Like, huh? You don't do that. Like, that's just I don't like that. Making hashtags like that. That's sad. Just to save all 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 your Mexican all the Hispanic communities to all rise up and save. You know. It's a hashtag world, and I guess if you want to hashtag uh, something, is uh, hashtag change, hashtag get over it, hashtag rise above it, hashtag let's fucking do this shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it, you know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's this freaking beer, where it is good, and we're like we're, we're getting very cocky. <laughs> the yeast is working in the sour. The yeast that work, yeah, it's the sours. This, uh, I'd love to have Dry Rivers on. They're really, really good. The guy is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Garrett. Garrett, he's really nice. Uh, the master brewer from the original master brewer, his name's uh, Nagarishi. Uh, unfortunately, he's no longer with uh, Dry River, but 
I gotta give him props because he's the one that. Uh, Shoutouts to, shout to him, man. Shoutouts to Naga because he's the one that opened the door uh, for me when everybody shut their, their doors when I was knocking and knocking to do a collab. And he's actually the one that approached me to do my first collab with a, with a, a brewery. Mm-hmm. And three uh, collabs later, I mean, we knocked the, the socks out of uh, people's expectations. Uh, that opened the door for me to do a, a collab with Boomtown uh, with a, a stout uh, called uh, Chewy versus Chewy. The uh, brewer at Boomtown's called uh, uh, Chewy. Was well, nicknamed Chewy, uh, uh, but he's originally from Africa, uh, and me Chewy originally from Jalisco. <laughs> and they're the ones that came up with the name Chewy versus Chewy. It wasn't <laughs> anything I did, so don't think I'm a fucking. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one that that made up the name. Or think highly of myself. I, I really don't care. Uh-huh. Uh, they're the ones that came up with the name. I thought it was genius, um, and we went with it. People loved it. So we're going to do a, a a second version of that, and then we're going to do a bigger version just to appease you, since you want higher alcohol beer. Yes. We're going to cask it, and it's going to be any, anywhere between ten to fifteen percent. Um, that's what they told me. We'll see what happens. We have another pending. Uh, uh, collab now with uh, Andy with uh, Cascara and then uh, Momford mentioned uh, doing a couple collabs with him uh, so it's it's just amazing but it all started with uh, this place here yeah. with Dry River he, Drivers. he uh, Naga opened the doors for me and I'm eternally grateful uh, for him trusting my word and, and trusting my product yeah before we take a break so we can finish our beers, I'd like to know for a quick, with coffee beans, is it good, is it like with Mexico have different climates? Is this depends on the coffee beans and where it's made? Like, is it the taste or? Uh, well, that's what's beautiful about uh, Mexico. Mexico is so long and it's part of North America. Research it. <laughs> uh, uh, it's so long that the microclimates are so diverse. I mean, you could go from uh, Oaxaca, which is beautiful country. Uh, I went there in November for uh, a, fer- a coffee fermentation uh, course with uh, the owner of Finca Chalin, Enrique Lopez. And this guy is on another level as far as his processes, his care for the plants, uh, the industry tells you that uh, coffee bean coffee bean plants only last eight to twelve years, giving fruit, and then you got to replant, cut, replant. He's got plants there that are sixty-five years old. So all that all that is is bullshit. It's just people trying to sell you coffee plants. No, it's all about nutrition and taking care of your soil. Uh, it's just a plant is like a human. Being, whatever you put into it, that's what it's going to give you. Gotcha. You feed it right, you're going to get positive results. I, I mean, I saw plants that are 65 years old yielding what a what a young plant, a four-year-old plant, is giving. That's that's unheard of in the industry. That's just something I was like, you know, like I always wanted to know when you have a different climate, how the coffee beans are going to be like, you know, but. When, when you say, like, you talk about, I want my coffee beans, like, non-chemical, you know, like, of course, you want to have a healthy thing. But when you have people who fertilize coffee beans and we, we have it, who knows what's in our, in our body, you know? I want something healthy and organic. Yeah, fortunately, the uh, organization that, uh, that we work with, uh, the roasters, the producers, we're all really transparent about our entire process and we know exactly how much the producer is getting per per kilo uh-huh. of their beans uh, and our roaster usually pays two to three times what the producers usually get from the middlemen or the coyotes as we like to call them yeah uh, it's uh it's it's evident that the more you pay your producer the more ganas they put into it the more ganas the more passion you're going to get out of that out of that plant 
mm-hmm. and it's 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 spreading because we're getting better yields every single year mm-hmm. because that process is being implemented now throughout all of Mexico. Yeah, and everyone, before we take a break, Chewy goes every week or every two weeks to Mexico to get your coffee About beans. Every week, every every two weeks, the max. The max. He gets his coffee beans. Mexico, from Mexico back to the, the United States, good. I mean, I tried. It's good. It's good. And, you know? and the reason why I do that is because I like to keep uh, beans fresh. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't like to keep beans more than a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, all my beans, any beans that I have, uh, they're only two weeks old, and that's it. That's all. Oh, yeah. yeah. But okay. it, it doesn't go beyond a month. So if you look at, at, at the industry, that's kind of like the norm. You don't want your coffee beans to go beyond one month beyond a roaster. Gotcha. And mine, for the most part, they don't go beyond two weeks. Yeah, because you were telling earlier, like, you have to rotate them. Rotate. And I love rotating them, and I don't like keeping stuff the same. You see, people? That's why I wanted a Chewy from Bermuda Tassa on, man. <laughs> rotate his coffee like he rotates his beers. All right, then, guys, we're going to take a break right now. All right, we're back on. On We took a little beer break, and uh, Chewy, tell me about what you got on the table for us right I, now. I brought a little bit of uh, my cold brew. Uh, I'm always messing around the cold brew, changing the beans, uh, uh, variations on the, the time that I, that I brew it. Um, the last one I did with, with these beans, which are from my Yarit, and it's uh, black honey. Uh, black honey is a, is a process that was created in uh, Costa Rica. Uh, coffee is actually a fruit, so it has three parts. It has a skin, has the middle part, which is kind of sticky, and then it has a seed, which is the actual the coffee that, that gets roasted. Yeah. The seeds, the part that gets roasted and becomes the coffee that you drink. But the middle part is called the mucilage, or the, the sticky part, and that's why they call it honey. So, uh, a honey processed coffee is one where the, uh, the mucilage, or the, the sticky part, is left on the bean, and then it's dried. Uh, what that does is it produces more, uh, like, fruit flavors. Uh, and that's what we have here. And then there's a spectrum of colors. Of, from black to like yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that spectrum means how much light they got uh, during the drying process. A black honey received no light whatsoever, no sunlight. So they have special uh, nets that they use to block out the sun, uh, even though it's getting dried out uh, outdoors. Yeah. Uh, but if it, it receives uh, light, the most light, then it's a yellow honey. And then it moves down the spectrum, purple, red, until uh, it gets to black where it receives uh, no light. And that's what we have here. We have a, a black honey. Uh, What's that right there? Oh, that's ice. Just, oh that was a sugar. That <laughs> one of those. No things. sugar on my coffee. Okay. Uh, no cream. Uh, but yeah, that's what we have today. Uh, this time I brewed it for 45 hours. 45 hours? Yeah, 45 hours. Oh, wow. People are like, why do you do that? And I'm like, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, our producer in, in Oaxaca, uh, Senor Lopez, he's, he's the one that, uh, that basically inspired us to like, not question stuff and, and do stuff even though you, you're going to fail. Uh, and he goes, because if you don't do it, how are you going to know? People ask me, like, why do you do that? Like, the last time I did it with, with this type of coffee, I did it for 71 hours. And, you know, somebody DM me and he goes, why do 71 hours being all study? And I go, well, why not? And they didn't reply. So, why not? I go, fuck, what's the worst that can happen? You fucking fail. I know. So, we're going we're gonna to try some of this. Oh, my God. Uh, probably won't let us sleep tonight, but that's good. That's okay. I gotta do another podcast tomorrow morning. We'll do this. We'll oh, the wow. Dead, we'll get the dead sleep. You wanna try this? What's on fast? Salud. Salud. Cheers. Strong. That's clean. But at no 
acidity. You don't get that little bite at the back. Everyone, so someone, someone just crashed the podcast. Tanya Estrada, what's up, girl? Welcome, Tanya. Welcome, Tanya. Literally. What's up, everybody? What's up, what's up? Tanya's just We're chilling. We're awake now, and we just have one shot of this, uh, this cold brew. Yeah. Dude, this is cool. I was planning to pass out on my date tonight, but not anymore. <laughs> Talk about being woke. <laughs> Talk about being woke, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I gotta get up now. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. This is from the area of uh, El Cuarenteño, which is about 45 minutes away from the capital uh, of Tepic, Nayarit. Uh, and this is produced by uh, Gerardo Vasquez, one of the best uh, uh, roasters in uh, Mexico. Uh, he's actually from uh, City of Mexico, but he has his farm in Nayarit, uh, Finca Calid. So shout out to uh, Finca Calid in, uh, in Nayarit. Just producing some amazing coffee, and um, I'm really happy to be uh, working with it. They had an outstanding uh, harvest this year, so the price of their coffee went up, which I don't, I don't mind. Uh, um, that's what I love working about with uh, Café Estelar, which is uh, our, our coffee roaster in uh, in Guadalajara. I love that they're really uh, uh, transparent about what they pay the producer, the farmer which in, in most instances they get uh, really, uh, uh, how, would, how would I put it nicely? I go, they just get taken advantage of uh, by the middlemen or the coyotes that they call down there, uh, where they would get 65 pesos per kilo on, on, on something like this normally. Uh, a roaster down there is paying about uh, 180 to 210 pesos. You can feel it, dude. Like you feel it. Yeah, I can really. Yeah, I'm really gonna get amped up. Your hair stand up. Dude, you should see Mega Man's face right now. He's about to call rehab. I know. Cause you can feel it, like, oh man. Yeah, you feel it. 
I feel it. That's good. And that, that, that just sobered you up. Yeah, I just I was like all tired. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go no, another I'm round. Tired. Dude, you can sell these if you prepackage these little things. We're gonna start a candlelit actually. I was bottling them before, but I found out that uh, people recycle cans. Eight, yeah. Eight to one, two bottles. So I stopped doing the bottles. We're gonna do cans because people actually recycle them. And I mean, you could take a six pack home or whatever you want. Dude, I'll tell you this much right now. I'm gonna have like a six pack in my dashboard. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have it in my vehicle compartment next to my registration. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When the cop pulls me over, I'm ready to roll down the window. I'm taking a shot of this first. Be like, prove it. She's a she's a beast. Yeah. I am, I am. But, but you know what? You should call this prove it. Prove it. <laughs> Are you feeling buzz? No, I'm not. Are the cops pulling you over? <laughs> oh man. Before you head over your registration, take a shot and prove it. <laughs> Damn, I thought it was only Kobo. Now it's a public service. Oh. It's a public service. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. My <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> Which one's this one right here? That's the water? Oh, this? Yeah, this is just water. Oh, you man. You want to taste it? Dude, what does this have to be now? Like, what is it going to be? Like, I thought it was something. He probably got something. Water. It's a little water, and I just started making it this week, just like out of a whim. Ooh. See, I was about to have a nap, all dehydrated, and now here you come. Pour myself some, pour you some. Don't expect, don't expect, it's just water. It's just water? Don't expect the like huge things, but see what you taste. What are you getting out of it? A little creamy. Ooh. It's like cream soda. You know the back end of cream soda when you touch the inside of your mouth with your tongue? You know? It's kind of like yeah. that, no? Yeah. Check it out. What is it? It's a vanilla bean. Oh, it's a vanilla bean! It's like vanilla water. You guys are Straight from Tabasco. Dude, That's vanilla good. beans, Google vanilla beans. If you don't know what vanilla beans are, it is a long stick that looks like a licorice stick, but inside of it is the spice known as that actually makes real vanilla. So like when you're making vanilla frosting from scratch or you're making a cake from scratch, you get wow. these vanilla beans, but they're actually readily not available. You actually have to order these out of the country for them to arrive, so you don't have to pay that much. I know we have them at Sprouts. Yeah, but they're expensive. Huh? Like one little, one little string, like, well, last, like, Almost like 13 bucks. Yeah, so this is, so, so this is just water with vanilla, with the vanilla bean. So there's this crazy, huh? I used to buy it from. I used to buy this vanilla bean from Bali, and she used to send me a whole like asi, like this much, like uh, the way that I'm showing you guys right now. It looks like a really good big dick that you wouldn't need. As far as good, and no matter what he did, as far as with the vanilla beans I got, you wouldn't leave this dude. I'm not leaving it, honey. I would pay less than twenty dollars for this much vanilla beans, like that I would always get, and they were coming from overseas, and she had a whole field of them. And this was, I want to say, almost ten years ago that I was buying from this lady, mm -hmm. and this was, you know, internet wasn't around, but dude, vanilla beans. Dude, this is I wasn't expect. I wasn't expecting was that. It? It's, it's I wasn't expecting I that. I told you I was gonna bring a little surprise. Yeah, I just started doing it the, this week, and I'm like, you know what? Like when people put like canela, this is good. Like at restaurants, and they serve you the water, and it tastes a little bit like canela. They go, let me see what happens if I just leave a vanilla bean in there. Vanilla bean water. You gotta research the health benefits of vanilla. Get it, <laughs> What? <I'm wrong. laughs> Thank you for the coffee, for the vanilla bean. And now for the tacos. Oh my gosh, the tacos. This is for, for Romano's Room Taco from uh, Chef Jose. If you guys haven't tried his food, uh, he used to be the sous chef at uh, 
Gorilla Tacos for uh, Chef Wes Havila. You get a chance, come down here today. They're here at, uh, at Indy, and if not, uh, every Wednesday. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's not bad. It looks pretty good. Um, I'll, anything um, before we go, because I look, that looks kind of good right now. Um, <laughs> I know. Do you want to give any shout outs or you you have anything upcoming? I got a couple things uh, coming up. We're, uh, we're going to do a, uh, well, we're hosting a, a Guyanese uh, New Year or Guyanese uh, food festival uh -huh. uh, coming up uh, the, uh, the Sunday before our Memorial Day at, at uh, Fixie Studio where, they ha where we house. Uh, El Café by Primera Taza. Uh -huh. uh, it's family friendly. The food is incredible. If you guys never had it, please uh, stop by. It's from 1 to 6, uh, Sunday, uh, the day before Memorial Day. I don't know the exact date, but you guys can look at the calendar. Definitely put it on your calendar and uh, give this uh, uh, food a try. Uh, the Tuesday after Memorial, we're actually having uh, uh, Pobre Diablo. Uh, do a, a pop-up uh, probably for breakfast, lunch. We might extend it uh, to dinner. Uh -huh. If you haven't had his food, uh, the last one he did was at uh, Taco Madness, and he came up with this flan taco. I don't know if he's going to do it for uh, for us, but his food is is pretty incredible. Uh, just uh, amazing stuff coming up. Uh, follow us. I'm always posting uh, uh, events uh, that will be coming up or that we'll be hosting. So just follow us at Café by Primera on, on Instagram. Thank you so much, Chewy. And um, also, uh, you can subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast, rate and review. Check out Bermeda Tassa on Anderson's Road? Anderson's on, Avenue. On Anderson Street. Anderson Street. Anderson and 6, right, right below where they're building the 6th Street Bridge. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. It's awesome. And if you can't find us, just give us a call or DM us. DM and stuff. I'm going to put this out uh, tomorrow, or which will be Saturday. And uh, rate and review. Uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast again. Uh, Chewy, thank you. Tanya. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I know. Shout out to Tanya. You have any? you have anything upcoming or anything you got going on? Animal Kingdom on TNT. TNT season four. Season four. Coming out. Um, that's coming out Tuesday, May 28th. Uh -huh. So make sure to start watching the season and support. You know, you guys, it's the hottest show right now. We got picked up for season four. And not that we got picked up, but thank you guys so much. To everybody out there at Animal Kingdom, uh, John Wells Productions for writing us back into the story. Like, super appreciate it. We thought we were out of a job, season three, but we made it happen. Mm -hmm. happen. Super dope. Uh, shout out, of course, to uh, AKA Slaughter before Slaughter now is known as St. Nectarius. St. Nectarius. Shout out to Martin Moreno and St. James uh, at Universal Smoothness. You guys follow him. That's the homie right there, James Callahan. Shout out to Paris and to my little Metallica, our drummer at MK Drums. Love her, little Shayna. She's dope. Uh, and I want to give a shout out, a special shout out. Like I can give some shout outs. Go yes? ahead. Okay. Go, go for it. I want to give a shout out to Andrea Campos, president of Plenty of Jerks. All right. And I want to give a shout out to Tula Maria Price Foodie Love uh, for uh, just, you know, there's a thing about women, you know, right now we're trying to make a movement. Uh, and uh, these girls are really showing me that, you know, sisterhood is what matters right now. So, yeah, we're here at the Mega Man Podcast right here. Woo! Yeah. You guys are hearing your name. You guys are hearing your name. <laughs> but, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to those two lovely ladies. I love them very much. So. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, that's All right. what I got. All right, then, guys. Chewy's out. Tanya's out. Mega Man's out. Later, guys.